Last time on Cruelly Drawn Swords. You break in to the house. There's a huge painting that looks like a younger Atello de Lutez. Thinking I'll get something nice for everybody. So I'm just going to whip out my knife, right? And just like cut one of the pictures from its frame, roll it up. Behind the picture is a safe. What can I steal for crevice? <laughs> Probably there's some kind of amulet. He does like amulets. I've definitely seen him wearing an amulet. Yes, there is an amulet on the bedside table. What does an aftershow look like when Tristan Wilde has just rocked the Arishar Bowl? It's going to be a long night. What was your favourite part? The, the bits where you sang about that uh, that thing. Where is Enigma? Ah, was she the charming lady you had with you earlier? All right, you rank pervert, son off. This is why I have no time for children. Hey, Enigma. Tristan, 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 I need a quick word. It might have been Muteris' house. I've got these papers here and I just show him all the papers. What? It certainly looks like Dilutez was jealous of your business acumen. I think I'll scurry back to the inn so that I can at the very least drop off the presents for my friends underneath their pillows. When you get back, Tristan, you find under your pillow, rolled up, a huge painting of a younger Atello de Lutez. Percy, under your pillow, you find an amulet. It is a symbol associated with the lineage of fire. It is very old. I think Percy will go back to the bar and look for Lutez. We need to talk this instant. Percy. What's the meaning of this? What is this? Someone has been stealing. You see his face turns red. From the edge of the frame, you see a thin line of smoke rise up and he says give me the amulet passing the amulet you see the amulet glow brightly for a moment someone is trying to connect us someone knows let's say this uh, I will meet you at dawn at the Antikythera So in spite of his late night, I'm guessing Percy's up pretty early the next morning. Yeah, Percy's going to get up particularly early, probably whilst it's well, still kind of dark, because he said that he'd meet Delutez at dawn. Um, yep. So he will be not sneaking. I mean, Percy doesn't really sneak, but um, he's certainly not going to be sort of bounding sort of down the stairs and hollowing to everybody, good morning. <laughs> He'll slowly be making his way downstairs. And um, yeah, he's going to be uh, surreptitious uh, as he sort of leaves the the bar. Yeah, Yanis isn't up yet because it really is early. And it's just that grey-blue sky, the pre-dawn glow starting to show as... He makes his way across town. There's hardly anyone around. It's very quiet. From the gate, you can hear the sound of the water carts being driven in Mm -hmm. and the first ones starting to come in and get ready to set up. But hardly anyone else seems to be around. He's just going to calmly make his way to the Antikythera. When he gets to the Antikythera, a hooded figure detaches from the shadow and kind of ambles over 
without the suaveness that the Delutez marketing machine might believe that he possesses. <laughs> he comes up and he puts his hand on his chest and bows slightly, says, Percy, good to see you. I will do the same to him and pull my hoods down. Delutez, thank you for meeting me here. Uh, have you had an opportunity to have a sleep on what we're going to do about that amulet? I've been thinking about it really hard. It's it's almost like a part of me, you know? It has been with my family, even though we were poor, this thing we had. And I know it is connected to the fire inside me. I know it's connected to me somehow. So how can this help you? You say that it's been connected to your family for as, as long as you're aware. Well, I, I could ensure that it it stays within your family, beyond your days. His eyes widen and he says, There is more to the Lutez line. It doesn't surprise me with the years I've had. You have knowledge then. Yes, yes, I have some. When you say it doesn't surprise you, I mean, just how widely spread is the Delutez line? I mean, that would be a, a useful thing to know about now. When you are a famous singer, you get a lot of attention and you get very used to it. Perhaps I have been a little bit spoiled, but I have enjoyed many of life's pleasures, Percy. <laughs> that is what I will say. Great. Okay. But I have seen no sign of my own line. In fact, I had thought perhaps there was no way I could create them had I wished to, which I did not. Children are a vexatious trouble. Okay, well... I guess we'll put that down as a maybe. <laughs> Until today, I knew of none. Well, I'm going to keep it that way as far as it needs to be. That suits me fine. <laughs> Tell me, is she or uh, is it a fine creature? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. If I was to have a spring, there'd surely be the most charming, the most gracious. Yes. Um... They are certainly memorable. <laughs> he looks quite pleased with this. He has a broad grin, runs a hand through his greasy hair. Just kind of nods at him awkwardly. I mean, <laughs> all publicity is good publicity, right? <laughs> he says, well, I used to think that, but you've reminded me that there may be people who I don't really care to be known by. Well, quite, and yes, that, that really brings us on to what we're going to do next, uh, doesn't it? Look, as we've already established, there's obviously something going on here, and this time, then I'm not going to be able to, to hang around to try and ensure your safety. Is there, anywhere that, is there anywhere that you can suggest that you might be able to go to lay low? I am very reticent to continue with what I'm doing, but I don't see at the moment, how, um, how trying to sort of deviate off that path and help you directly is going to allow us to achieve everything that we need to achieve. As I've got older, I grow almost nostalgic. There was this one girl I met, very pretty, very charming, very shortly after we parted, around the time that my luck changed. Hmm. And she helped me to hide... It was a good time, a simple time. We lived in a cottage in the woods for a little while together. I liked her a lot. And how long has it been since you were there? Must be 16 years ago. Maybe less. Maybe a little less. Mm. I stayed for a little while 
When I moved on, I think I felt that my luck had changed and I could make something of myself. I could be someone new. Hmm. I took that name, Lutz, gave it the flamboyance, the Alberadan sound. Oh, I see. So Atello de Lutez was born. But now I find, having seen all that life, I miss those simple times. I wonder if she's still there. If she was still there, that would be as safe as anywhere, wouldn't it? The forest is quiet. As long as you parted on like, not awful terms, then... I have recovered worse. <laughs> there was some shouting. Words were spoken, but I'm all charm, Percy. That's what I realised. The kind of person whose natural charisma cannot be resisted. I see. And I'm sure that when next you see my child, you will realise that they have inherited that. Okay, that sounds like we're getting somewhere with that. Now, have you had any further thoughts on um, who might have been involved planting this amulet and taking it from you? That I do not know at all. I have someone who's been helping with my security sometimes. Hmm. I asked him about it, but he was at the bar that evening. He could not judge who it was either, but he was surprised. Let me tell you what I'm afraid of, Percy. Mm. If I don't have that amulet, if my emotions get too strong, then fires can start. It's not something that I control. It's not that I wish them to. I, I have never wished for anything to burn. Yes. Even if I could, I don't think I could control it. Very well. I mean... No, I'm sure it's nothing. I think it's quite important at this point, Lutez, that you're open with me. I, I don't want to hear, oh, it's nothing. I, I need all of the details. If we make a, a wrong step here, then that's mostly going to have bad consequences for you. What's, what is this detail? There was a night I did not have the amulet. I was very frustrated. I was very angry. And that was the night that another tavern burned down. And I benefited from that fire. And I, I do not believe that I burnt it on purpose. He kind of looked sideways a bit. And yet this emotion that grows in me, it, it's not me. It is, you told me long ago, the fire within. And I fear that that was perhaps related. Um, you've burnt down somebody's bar. Well, I, you're going to have to make that right. You're going to have to set those affairs in order uh, before we go about having you lay low. You mentioned earlier that Delutez was born somewhere in the well, Woodmarch, I'm going to assume. Yes, that's right. Down by the mountains. If you've burnt down somebody's bar, I don't care who it is, but I want you to put that right. So there's going to be a few days where you put that right. We finish this off and I will try to source as much provisions and as much safe passage to get you to the Woodmarch without anybody noticing the fact that it's, that it's you, perhaps. There's something slightly weird about the Antikythera. Okay. Can I take a close look at it? Yeah. As, when you look at it closely, on one side at the base is a steel disc. It looks very like the symbol of Merope's order. Okay. This disc, does that look like it's part of the original contraption? It wasn't there last time you were here. This is what you're noticing. Ah, piss. There goes that plan. <laughs> Around the time you notice it, mm -hmm. someone comes out of the Royal Tower. In fact, three people come out of the Royal Tower. As you face Arushar, it's the tower to your right. They come walking your way quite purposefully. This thing, how is it tacked on? Is it like proper bolted on? Sort of? No, it has literally been tacked on. There's like some st sticky resin on the back of it. I, tell you, I feel our time here may have been compromised in some way. Um, I'm just going to... 
yank it off. As you take it off, mm -hmm. you hear a voice from the lead of the three people approaching mm -hmm. saying, thank you, Master Cleft. You may return it now. And as she gets closer, mm -hmm. you recognize that she is wearing a matching steel disc of Merope's order. And she wears a dark robe embroidered with a Quesitor's mark. What's their sigil or symbol? I guess a crescent sun. Yeah, that's nice. So it has this crescent sun motif on it. Mm. And she strides towards you and she says, that belongs to me and I will take it now. Dilutez starts getting a frightened rabbit look about him. The other two people with the Quesitor both appear to be church knights. One is wearing the star of Asterope. The other is wearing the lantern motif of a coney. They both wear blue silver armour, which is typically reserved for the Quisitorium, so they've been assigned to that duty. What here is evil? Nothing here is evil. These are not evil people. They have a job to do. <laughs> and Quisitor Descensor's job is that she is the preclusor. Mm, what's a preclusor? Their role is to preclude the return of the Diabolist. That makes life awkward. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> How can I help you, officer? If I may have the other half of my listening disc back, I believe that we need a conversation with Mr. De Lutez here. And she narrows her eyes at you a little and says, and perhaps also with you, Master Cleft? This is a listening disc? Yes, a little like a reaching scroll made in steel. Mm. You produce it in two halves. Yes. One half listens and the other yeah. half repeats as it hears. I see. She produces another half of a disc from inside her robe. You really shouldn't have been so careless with this one as to leave it in the sea. I doubt you heard anything. And I'm just going to wing it over the ridge of the, the, rim, <laughs> of the bowl. She says a single clipped word you don't quite make out, and it curves in the air and slowly circles back and then faster and faster wings back and lands on the disc in her hand. And she raises an eyebrow at you. I mean, that is a very good trick. I'll grant you that. <laughs> <laughs> she pockets it and says, I believe we will need to have a word, Master Cleft. But first, it is of the greatest import that we arrest this gentleman here and bring him in for questioning. So Latoxites says, and one of the knights strides over towards Otello. What do you do? Thank you for your generous offer. I, I, I appreciate everything that you're doing here, um, but we are going to have to politely decline. <laughs> <laughs> I hold the absolute mandate of the Quisitorium hmm. and the full force of the church behind me, Master Cleft. Your repute precedes you. You are highly regarded. This would be a poor time to compromise that. Indeed. What is it that you intend to do upon our arrest? Master de Lutez, by his own confession, is related to the lineage of fire. His very existence is a danger to the survival of all the peoples of the Western lands. We have seen this before. The blood of fire is danger. It is uncontrolled rage and it is destruction. Listen, I am a loyal member of the church. I've always strived to do my utmost to forward its ideals. But it's not the church as an institution that I serve. It's a coney. And a coney has put me where I stand right now. And if it comes to a choice between that institution and my goddess, then I am going to choose a coney. I'm going to cast 
guidance. Okay, give me a guidance rock. So, mark experience. <laughs> well, that's good news. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's about to get old school. <laughs> Coney's lantern appears before you like a single point of light. You've prayed for guidance before, and this is the form it's taken, a point of light, Mm -hmm. a lantern to guide you. And it appears before you, but before it can move, it almost seems to get drawn into the orbit of the Antikythera, and it starts whirling around. It moves faster and faster until there's a blur of light around it and around you. And then it feels for a moment like the whole world has gone into crystal facets, divided by clear delineating lines. You can see one of the knights reaching for de Lutez. You can see Cresitor Descenza turning towards you, and it looks as if she's trying to speak, but you can't hear what she's saying. And you can see the knight of Akoni who's with her, looking profoundly conflicted. And then there is just a burst of power, like an explosion of power, and the crystal feeling shatters, and you are thrown on the ground. And so is everyone around you. And then there is a rush of power back to the Antikythera. And as it rushes back, it seems to pick up Dilutez and draw him towards the device. And he starts dragging backwards towards it. What do you do? Um, I will attempt to rush towards him to prevent him from being sucked in, I guess. You get to him and he's being dragged inwards by this force that seems to be applying almost more to him than anything else. Hmm. And he's kind of grazed and battered. He looks almost semi-conscious. So you can reach him. What do you do to get him away? How close is he to the Antikythera? He's about five feet away now. He went far away to start with and now he's being dragged and he started lying down. It almost picked him up bodily, so he's not touching the ground. His head's lolling a little, and he looks very scuffed and very rough. Um, I'm going to try and grab hold of him by the arms and pull him away. Okay, so give me a Defy Danger on Strength. All of the big rolls. Yeah, you're coming in good. <laughs> so, an intermediate success. You managed to wrestle him away from from this pressure, but you've sort of turned and now you're both being drawn into it. You're now facing him and the Antikythera is on your left and you're being drawn towards it, but you have got him. He hasn't been dragged into it and you still have a moment. The other knights seem to be slowly getting towards their feet. Otello, if if you've got something up your sleeve to switch this off, then now would be a, a Great time to use it. Is he actually conscious or is he just flopping around? He's kind of semi-conscious and he just says, I don't know what's happening, Percy. Look, uh, just just trust me with this, okay? Um, hold this and I'll press his hand around the blade of the knife and drip some blood on the Antikythera. I want you to imagine this is like a Wachowski type moment. So the knife cuts across his hand and you see a run of blood go sideways because his arm is reaching out towards the device being pulled by this pressure. And you almost in slow motion see the spray of blood go into that space. And the whole device is wreathed momentarily in flame. And you hear 
a rumbling change somewhere in the stone of the building, of the structure beneath the Antikythera, something changes. And then abruptly the power is released, but the Antikythera is still burning brightly. I'm going to grab him and drag him away from the device. Okay, great. And try to quickly sort of wrap a bit of material or something around his hand where it's been cut. It looks like the two knights, one of them is still lying down and the other is clutching their head. The Quesitor mm-hmm. is starting to run towards you as you do this. What do you do? I'll tell her we need to get out of here. As they come towards me, I'm going to call out to them. I told you once, I'm not going to tell you again. Your invitation is politely declined. Stand down. You do not hold rank on me, Paladin, much though you may claim it. Turn around and start walking away. Give up Dilutez or we will take him. Dilutez is under my protection. Are you still facing her? Have you turned away? I'll turn back around to say that, I suppose. All right, she's running towards you and her hand is on her sword now. What's going on with the with the Antikythera again? It's kind of now glowing, but it's no longer blazing as it was a moment ago. Okay. Percy has come here to try and be discreet. So he's not turned up in, in armour yeah. with like a big shiny magic longsword or anything like that. Um, he's got some dank horrible looking robes on and a knife. But he's got his wits and that's what matters. <laughs> <laughs> so as she's running towards him, then he'll grab the knife back out and attempt to uh, catch the blade just with the guard of the knife and then spin the Quisitor around and boot them over into the Antikythera. <laughs> Okay, th- this is a hack and slash. <laughs> you got to stop rolling ones. <laughs> you can get what you want, but she'll hit you. Yeah, or okay. you can do an exchange of damage, but she'll still have a positive position on you. No, I'll take some I'll take a hit for that. Okay, roll a d10. Okay, so you take two damage, which your armor won't negate cuz you're not wearing it. I th- think I take one damage because I always have one armor on a quest. Oh, that's nice. That is lucky. Your goddess does look out for you. As you knock her back into the Antikythera, mm-hmm. she kind of stumbles and there's a clang and there's a hiss as her hand hits it and you hear her call out. As you do that, the light that burst into it before you see goes shining out and through the doorway they came from. The light that you originally summoned that accidentally caused all this. Oh, she wanted me to go with them. (laughs) (laughs) See now. I'll head towards the door. Have you left Dilutez? No. Okay, cool. So he's kind of staggering with you now. Yeah, can I drop him some healing or something like that? He's actually coming back to himself. I think he seems to have just been stunned by the force of things. Okay. The doorway leads into an open white plastered room with red-brown floor tiles. And there are a couple of other doorways from in there. But the light is hanging in the room and it's just stopped. After a moment, the two knights kind of stagger into the room, Mm -hmm. followed by the Quesitor, who's clutching her hand. And the guidance lamp stays absolutely still and then blinks out. And Quisitor Desenza says, Percival Cleft, Tello de Lutez, under the rights granted to me under the treaties of the Quesitorium, I am placing both of you under immediate arrest. You are to be escorted under guard if necessary. Please hand over any weapons. Yes, perhaps you're, you're the ranking Quisitoria, but I 
if you've been keeping up to date with what's happening in the South, the normal way of doing things, the normal chains of commands are slightly breaking down what with us losing the war and all that. Now, I've had information that there was a Quisitor up here that's potentially been uh, working for the forces of Sudek. So would you like to justify to me why I should believe a word that you're saying? What is this? I feel like it's kind of charisma because it's social skills, but you're also yeah. kind of using legal jurisdiction, which sort of feels like wisdom. Yeah, I think it's closer to sort of deception, really, isn't it? I mean, it's it's a very loose excuse. It's very loose. Yeah, so let's give me a give me a defy danger on charisma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was more than six this time. Yeah, I mean, that's good. She says, even in these difficult times, these seem like spurious claims of a guilty man who does not wish to admit to his own mistakes. We can accept that they are mistakes, Master Cleft. You've got involved in something that you have no part in, but you need to let it go. You know, you've got a good record. We need people like you down at the front. The last thing we need is you getting involved in anything to do with the blood of fire or the Diabolus legacy or any of these terribly dangerous things. You know what happened last time. Mm -hmm. So look, come with me and we will find a way to arrange this to everyone's best interests. Mr. Delutez, of course, has to stay under arrest. He, There is no question of that. But on your part, perhaps we can find a way to allow your service to continue. It's it's very flattering of you. Um... Delutez looks at you. All the cockiness has gone out of him. He just looks worried now. He's like, Percy, I'll go with them. It's fine. I'll, I'll be gone. Just, just remember your old friend, Percy. And he shakes your hand. And then he turns and walks over to the Quisitor. Okay. In your hand is the amulet. And the Quisitor says, he has to come with us. You understand that? Uh, where is it you're going to? He'll be placed under guard in the Tower of Battle, in a cell there for the time being. He is blood of fire. Everything we've witnessed today and his own confession. Admit it. You, you can't deny that, Master Cleft. No, I didn't deny it. No. And you can't deny the danger it has caused us in the past. We have to understand whether the lineage of fire continues beyond this man. We will never let it happen again. That is the law of the Quesitors. Delutez says, I'll be fine, Percy. Very well. Um, I'll check back in a couple of days. Otello Campus, he was supposed to die a long time ago. Akoni gave him a lot of time. Goodbye. And they turn and the two knights one on each side of him, lead him away. And behind them, the Quisitor still holding her hand. And then you see her calling some kind of healing spell. And she glances back over her shoulder at you and then walks away. So I guess the rest of you are going to start the day... With breakfast! I'm hoping for an elongated breakfast scene. Maybe a whole episode of just breakfast. Actually, we haven't had breakfast for a while, so let's indulge. Pancakes. Ben, where are we? What is on offer? <laughs> okay. Is it on the house as part of the kind of me and Enigma saving the town thing? I'm not sure we've saved the town. Yeah, but we kind of have. Yeah, we have. We saved their... We saved the morale. Yeah. We saved the morale, yeah. We saved their souls, musical souls. Yanis puts on a traditional Arusha breakfast. It's all laid out like a buffet on a table at one side of his tavern. 
Um, what kind of things does it include? Sand. Sand isn't a food. <laughs> Sandwiches. Does, are they pre-made sandwiches or is it actually you talking about like a continental breakfast of bread and ham that you can make into a yeah. sandwich if that's your I imagine it's going to be lots of olives and feta cheese yeah. and that sort of thing. Is it kind of Spanish? Yeah. Cured meats. Quiche. Quiche, okay. The breakfast quiche. Yeah, they have a weird breakfast quiche when mm. I was there last. And boiled eggs on these little <laughs> stone things that made it look like ice. So I thought they were cold eggs. And it was only yeah. on the last day I realised they were hot boiled eggs. <laughs> and I was just like, I freaking love boiled eggs. I was so annoyed. And they're on a stick. So I was like, I don't... Oh, so you have eggs on a stick? No, they were just in a shell, but they can be in this crazy magical world, I guess. Anything's <laughs> possible in it. They have little, like, cock hens. You can have an entire game hen stuffed full of boiled eggs. That's stuffed full of dice. It's so good. A little... It's called the golden cockerel, and you pull out the um, soft boiled eggs, and then I'm... Arr. I've got my breakfast clothes on, so the food's dribbling down my top, and I'm just loving it. It's the style of... It's kind of like ancient Rome, where I'm just covering myself in yolk. But with a cock's ass. <laughs> so, Banbury... A funny thing that happened to you is that when you woke up, there was a manacle under your pillow. Yeah, Bambi's just going to assume that that's some weird custom and get rid of it and just literally dump it down the side of the bed. Uh, before Bambi joins everyone, in fact, before anyone else has woken up, bar Percy, who seemingly got up super early, Yeah, uh, Bambi's actually going to go out and do a few things. So presumably, as the rest of these guys are having breakfast, uh, yep. Bambi, but looking slightly different, is going to walk in through the front. Okay. Cool. So is he still Banbury the White? Uh, Banbury is still Banbury the White. Presumably, um, Yanis wasn't awake, or was Yanis awake when Banbury got up? He probably was. He might have been getting ready to put breakfast out if Banbury left pretty early. Okay. Uh, yeah, in that case, Banbury's going to have asked to get his old robes back and go back to traditional Banbury the Brown. To be honest, he could probably just leave it two more days. Probably, but he's, uh, he's feeling a bit homesick, oh. and uh, he wants his old traditional uh, robe that he, he wore and his mum made him. So uh, <laughs> he's going to put that on. As he walks through the doors, Bambri looks a little different. He has badly shaved his head. <laughs> what? And there's little tufts all over his hair. At the back where he's clearly cut it badly himself, he's got almost uh, a very short mullet going on. Um, <laughs> and he's, uh, yeah, he's not looking too peachy. He's just going to sit down, get himself some Cocoa Pops, sit down at a table and sit there in silence. Cocoa Pops? I'm afraid Arishar breakfasts don't feature a lot of Cocoa Pops. Bambri's going to get some olives and he's going to assume they're Cocoa Pops and he's going to pour milk all over them. And then he's going to eat one lot. Pour milk over them. (laughs) He's then going to spit them out and look sad and just mush them around with his spoon. That's a sad story. Um, Hey, Bambri. Hey. What's what's happening, little man? I don't know what's, what's happening. How's your how's your feelings today? Maybe he's just going to stare at Tristan. Oh, and then stare back at his olives. Did you not like your little present? Your what? Did you not like your little present? What present? I left it under your pillow. Oh, okay. Uh, thanks. It's like you know a memorial manacle. A mem a memorial of what? The 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 big the future the future the um the big <laughs> festival yeah no I, I don't really i don't think i really enjoyed that festival oh. that much no offense but you, uh, you did a great but, job with the lights yeah it's a bit weird though like tristan's bit was all good but then the other two people like I, Wh- did anyone 
Did anyone else, like, that other guy that was singing, Tristan, do you, do you know him? Lutez? Yeah, is that a common name up here, or? Um, not, not especially. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your thinking? We're suspicious of the lap. We're going to do a quick look around, make sure no one's watching us. There's, there's no one watching us with an earshot. Yanis is the only real person around, and he's very security conscious. I don't even know who Yanis is. Yanis is the barkeep. Is the what? He's the barkeep. He's the guy that owns this place. Well, I'll wait till he's totted away and I'm like, tell me more, Banbury. We have our suspicions of that dodgy dealings of that fellow as it is. Yeah, I just uh, got a bad vibe from him. Didn't really like his look, his name. I mean, you were uh, quite rude, weren't you, last night? Yeah. Do you ever, have you ever built something up in your head and then, then maybe you put one and one together and get five, but even then it's, it's a depressing five and makes you think, well, I hope that's, hope that's not. I, I think I know what you're thinking. I mean, I kind of inadvertently thought that sort of spoiling the plot some time ago <laughs> when I, I recognised the, the similarities in surname. Um, I mean, I don't, I can't. I'm not going to say it in case you're not thinking this. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't want us to verbalise anything here because that kind of no. makes it more real. But imagine you were a young lad and you grew up and you imagined that you had some kind of epic, awesome kind of father figure. And oh, yeah. actually the- what you got was a sweaty, ugly bard. And everyone hates bards. And that's not really what you want out of life. Yeah, but what you're forgetting what he's become. You haven't oh. seen what he did no, when no, no, he was I- younger. He was at Bambi. He was amazing. He was literally the reason me and the dandy got into music. Oh. He was phenomenal. He was the he was the best. Yeah, but in my head, in my head, yeah, but he's my father was mm. some kind of epic warrior or something cool, not some bard. Bards are you love the dandy. Look how inspiring the dandy is. Look at the socks you're wearing. Look, if the dandy had knocked out my mum, brilliant. I would have been so happy, but he's too young. And I'm not saying that this other chump and my mum... I I don't want to talk about this anymore. I just... I don't want to be in this city for very long. That works quite well. I'd like us to leave. Okay, but... I don't want us to talk about this. I just want to move on. Okay, but my dying words will be not here. That's like in eight weeks' time. (laughs) Malahem. Is that you just have to remember, Banbury, that... He was a giant of his day. That I mean, if he wasn't, a- try and forgive. Just, just try and remember that what he's become now, it, not dissimilar to you in a way. Where woo, uh, woo. I mean, woo, woo, there's similarities. There. There's no similarities, and we don't know that he definitely is. No, exactly. I'm just saying, life sometimes throws curveballs at you that are disappointing, and I, I feel I don't like this city. I'd quite like to leave. Okay, I just want us to get on. And- and not not talk about this anymore. Okay, well, if it helps, I reckon he burnt down my bar. So we're, ju- we're going to try and get him in prison. So I don't know if that helps at all or... Okay, well, I mean, that, uh, co- slightly confusing kind of feelings at this stage about that, if I'm honest, Tristan. Yeah. Uh, well, there's something to think on. Think of those two things. Think on that he was a massive deal when you didn't know him and he's probably going to rot behind bars now. So right. it's win-win. Also, that was his manacle. Anyway, so we're going to need to leave this city, right? So we, we're going to need a boat. Now, we've dispossessed a load of people of their, their employment. So maybe we just need to get enough money, employ all those guys that we've just lost their jobs, get back on that ship and sail the ship over to the other side of the cat. I mean, do we know if that vessel's suitable? 
It was when we left. Yeah, but can we get to the other side? Like, I don't... Like, what's... Oh, we're going to have to... We're basically going to have to find another captain, aren't we? Yeah, but can we not let you find the captain? Because you picked the last one, and I think I, we'll all agree that went really badly. I, I may have... I really? I sort of semi-misjudged that he was that evil. I mean, he's always just being a bit fun, you know? He's yeah, well... A bit of back and forth. I've not really... I'm the only one that's going to know a good captain here, and I'll make sure to pick someone a little less... No, 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 no. Percy has some experience here. He, Does like, he? Yannis is his friend. Like, he's oh, been okay. here before. Also, the princess could, like, maybe help out. What princess? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, princess, uh, princess Saffron Lagorge. I met her. Good friends oh, now. okay. Type bodies. Um, but realistically... She's going to have some pull. She'll know some people. And I don't trust your contacts, like right. Tristan. Let's just get the princess or Percy. Percy's a massive deal in the church. Where, where is Percy? He's down in sleep land. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess Percy could come in any time you feel like it, really, Gwen. <laughs> okay. We're just going to sit there quietly <laughs> waiting for his cue. We're like, is has he missed it? And the audience is getting restless now. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Nice hairstyle, Bam. It really suits you. Hey, strangely drunken Percy. <laughs> it's 9am. Why are you sounding drunk? Uh, I, I I guess I, I'm i just feeling drunk on life. sprightly after my early morning walk. That's all. Okay. Uh, right. We need a ship. Bambury, quite rightly, doesn't trust my judgment. I'll suss out some people, but then you do... The... We, you're the money man, yeah? Yeah. You get the money. We're going to need to employ these people. You're the rich one. We need lots of cash. We made lots of oh, money fine. last night. Yeah, we've got loads. No, we didn't. We made like 32 coins. How much money do you manage to recover from those businesses? You said that you were go- you'd sort oh, of yeah. some sponsorship details or, oh, yeah, we didn't. Deals yeah, or not, something. Not as good. Enigma, did we get much? Uh, we got... Hold on. Let me have a little look in my wallet. It was kind of charitable donations to us. You know, it was like as a favour of thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got quite a lot of stuff. I think, well, I've currently in, in, in my bag, I've got about 115 gold coins. Hmm. How much do we need to employ a ship to take the four of us to the other side of the cat? Now, it costs more than that. Arson charged us... I think it was 40. 40 each. Yeah, he got uh, each, charged us 40 each. each, and I think we've gone a, a longer distance than where we've got to go. No, that's a much shorter distance. And with this time, we can offer them adventure. Bambri's going to get a map out, but like he procured when we were dealing with the elves, and he's going to point at the two ears of the cat and then he's going to point at the distance between where we were and where we are. Hold on. Give me the cat. Let's just say it's approximately three times further than the distance you came. Oh, we're going all the way from ear to ear? Yeah, yeah. What? You're going from ear to the other side of the top of the head. Carve almost ear to ear. Oh, I thought we were just going hmm. round the first ear and then going inland. Okay. So the thing is, we've got like we've got a ship and they haven't got any jobs now. Yeah. Like, they can't seal anymore. We've already established dominance over them. They're, they're not going to fight us. We killed, like, Percy killed their captain. We killed a bunch yeah, of their we, other guys. Yeah, but if we're going on a long trek, we want them to be on board. So I say yeah, we but, hire them properly, like you say. Yeah, exactly. So we just need some money. If Percy... You find any captains looking for work. I'll go down and see if there's any captains looking for work that don't have a ship and don't have a terrible reason for not having a ship. And want adventure. Remember, this is not where people usually go. Well, there's already that captain. Yeah, we already have a priestess that was capable of captaining the ship. I don't know how willing she's... Isn't she going to be busy with the documents, with the agreement? Asteropes 
main temple is actually the one in Arushar. So she's kind of been able to go back oh. to her central temple. So there's a good chance. We can go and talk to her and, and see how she is fixed, though, can't we? Yeah, she sounds good. If we can get her. Yeah, okay. So we've got a ship. We've got a captain. We just need money to actually pay them and to get supplies. All the information we need to deal with this stuff, unfortunately, is in that big library thing. But the Princess Saffron, like, she's shown me how to make uh, the, the scrolls, so we can just get her to do the research, or pay someone to do the research, while we're on the move, and then we can find out more about Malahim. We can find out more about yeah, um, um, all this stuff. We, we don't need to stay here, is my pointless. I'm happy Let's with that. Just leave, and never talk about here again. It's not that bad. It's pretty bad. I don't like it here. Okay, I think we should go anyway. Let's head to that lady. Okay. So you're making your way to Asterope's Temple? That's right. Which lies right in the heart of the bowl. It would normally be surrounded by waterways, and then there are palm trees all around the little island that it's on, and it has flower beds full of sweet-smelling herbs. So it's a really nice public space, and there are people sat around and some of it just enjoying the morning atmosphere and people visiting inside the temple going in for prayer or for ceremonies and the temple itself is hexagonal like temples of the seven always are white plaster and the roof is patterned with bright metallic tiles there's a simple star design on the roof that rotates very very slowly and it casts its reflection always on the gate tower beside the gate of the city. So it just turns at the same rate as the sun moves across the sky. Classy. Inside, it's very dark, and the ceiling is wrought to create the feeling of a night sky above you. And there are tiny beads of light all through, like little lenses or holes through the ceiling that cast beams down onto the ground. So as you walk through... The smoke from incense burning round the temple just means these beams of light are super visible and the rest of the temple is quite dark and it's a reminder of the night sky and all the stars are drawn out accurately as a navigator would need them to be. Yes, she's our lady. Mm, that's cool. Uh, did we get the name of the priestess? I can't remember. Um, yeah, we, we would have. I actually did I want to say Ayana. Oh, yeah, because it was Alana Sarista. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think we just referred to her as Meatbag rather than... Oh, yeah. Meat Blob. Yeah, Meat Blob. Okay, we'll wander around and try and find somebody that knows Captain looks Meat like Blob. they know what they're doing in there. Uh, we wish to speak to, uh, to Lady Yana. The priest on duty gives you a brief salute and says, Yana Tor, yes, I will see if I can find her. Thank you. And vanishes off. They reappear a few minutes later and they just say, oh, please come through with me. They take you out through a side door and into a building annexed on the side of the temple. And there are some smaller rooms in there. The rooms that the priests use in the running of the temple. And he leads you to one of those, which has the single star on the door, invites you in. And Iana is sat in there again in her kind of... uh, shirt big belt and the sailor's trousers still looking fairly swashbuckling and there is another person in the office as well who percy you've been here before a few times haven't you Mm -hmm. you'd recognize 
Blessed Pelwar, who's the High Priestess of Asterope. She's also the senior religious figure in the country. Oh, right. Okay. Wow. So she's quite senior in the church in general. And they both stand as you come in and salute. Can I just ask, so the senior religious figure in the country, how does that fit in um, in terms of sort of myself, Ovio? Uh, is she sort of senior to that? She would be senior or, to both. Or, right, okay. Effectively, her role is like that of an archbishop. So because Arushar is the capital of Maresca, hmm. she's the priest most in contact with the government of the country, basically. So she has a senior place, as well as being the head of Asterope's order across the Western Kingdoms. And so as you walk in, they both stand to salute you. And Blessed Pelwar is wearing very formal white robes with a star. She's got very dark skin, very dark, short hair. And she says, welcome, Master Cleft. Your name is well known to us. Iana speaks highly of you. Please have a seat. And Cleft thought that he was going to go and just like meet somebody that he knows from a boat but like the ceo of this like (laughs) (laughs) oh um yes uh i'm really sorry to to trouble you at that such short notice can you spare a moment at all certainly do please join us thank you thank you thank you take a seat aris Aris, could you fetch some chairs in for Master Cleft's companions Uh, and the priest that led you in just kind of scuttles out (laughs) And then you hear like, (laughs) and he drags in a chair (laughs) and then he vanishes for slightly longer. And then he pops back and this time he's just carrying a couple of stools he found somewhere. I'm going to sit on the chair. (laughs) Fight you for it. I'm sitting down. It's too late. This is canon now. (laughs) Oh, I see you're going for a church position as well. Hmm. Canon Wild. <laughs> nice. I do want to sort of catch this lady's eye a little bit and see if she, you know... Fancies you. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. No, being like, uh, the companions and the, Tristan's like, wait, no, I'm a pretty big deal, right? That's what <laughs> yeah. he's thinking. Um, she's got to know me from the wall and the work I did, so I'm going to try and catch her eye and just... She didn't really pay attention to you at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nothing changed. <laughs> and then, while uh, waiting, she does look at you again, a bit more quizzically. Uh, okay. I'm going to step up a bit. It's not the dandy. Don't worry. <laughs> well, her expression is its more a look of horrified pity. Yeah, it is. <laughs> she says, have you had anyone look at that nose? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. I'm going oh. to give her I a mean, deep bow. I mean, we've been looking at it for days. It's hideous, isn't I'm it? I'm giving her a deep bow <laughs> that I'm running out of the room. I'm going to go with you guys. <laughs> Side story. I forgot about this. Thank you. And I'm gone. But but who gets the chair? There's a chair now. Me. And a moment later, Aris comes, comes in with the two stools. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> just Banbury's got two stools to sit on, I guess. <laughs> Banbury's going to lie down and look luxuriously <laughs> over them. I'm going to just clip Banbury. Sit up, sit up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologise for him. Uh, you know, he's, he's not used to, to these sorts of places. Uh, anyway, um, I I just popped in. Um, we are in, in dire need of transportation to the eastern side of the, the Great Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We can't 
can't be the only people that co- that know it as Look, that. Everyone just calls it the Great Cat. It's yeah. Karen. All the player yeah. characters have referred to it. It's Ben's tough luck. She says, "Please, Master Cleft, we prefer the formal term of Magnophilus." <laughs> of course, oh, um, this is very embarrassing. So, so I'm sorry about that. We um, need to go from one ear of Magnophilus to the other. <laughs> <laughs> she says. That will be a most arduous journey. It's it, it will. Have you have you found someone to sail you? We will, of course, confer blessings upon your vessel. Well, about that, she raises an eyebrow. Obviously, <laughs> we we travelled here aboard a, a sealing ve- uh, sealing vessel, and I'm sure that Yana here will have reported to you the happenings upon that vessel. She nods. Slowly. Now, as far as we're aware, that that vessel remains captainless uh, in port, and we would like to know what it is we can do to get a captain aboard it, and perhaps use that to to transport us east. First, I suppose you would need to find someone with the requisite sense of adventure and exploration. You would need... Ideally, someone with some knowledge of the royal. Yep. Well, got princess. An experienced crew, and you would need to be able to pay them for their trouble and to stock the ship. All in all, it would be an expensive venture, certainly. We in the church do know many of the navigators and captains in the area, and of course, all our own priests are equipped working aboard ship. So is there any assistance that the church can give in this? I infer from the fact you're asking to speak with Iana that you are considering working with her again, perhaps? Yes. Well, yes. There we go. Yes. We... We... Saved her life, and now she owes us, so now we're going to ask her for a favour. Shut up, Sandy! Shut up! Ow! Ow! There's a lot of tension in this room. We could just cut to the chase, surely? The high priest of the sectarian church in Maresca, and one of the most senior figures in the church anywhere in the Western Kingdoms, turns to Banbury and says, Are you the witch? Oh, uh, no? That was the guy that left. The guy with the broken nose. He's the witch. She looks at Iana. (laughs) Iana gives her a slow shake of the head. She looks back at Banbury and says, It would be inopportune for you to lie to me. Look, I don't I don't kill me. I helped save her life. I will not kill you. And although the church does certainly look sidelong at those of your disposition, sometimes flammably sidelong, in this house of Asterope you are quite safe, Master Lutz. However, recall your position, please. I I I mean I don't know what's going on here. I don't really understand what you mean by recall my position. Do you mean sit back on the stool? And Just shut up and sit down, Bamboo. Right, got it. Okay. <laughs> she gives you a slow nod. <laughs> yeah, so look, we did travel here aboard the seeding vessel, and uh, we were very fortunate. Yana was very fortunate that we happened upon her. Um, we took significant risks in ensuring her safe passage to Arishar. Uh, and ensuring that the diplomatic mission all proceeded at a pace. Now, obviously, we're not coming here trying to hold that over anyone, um, but having uh, having taken those risks, then 
we would like to inquire as as to whether any favour could be paid to us in transporting us further east. <laughs> Percy does take a long time to say things sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can hear his little scheming brain thinking yeah. of the best next sentence to get to the end point of, I need stuff. Can I have stuff, please? Uh, she, she actually looks at Iana and says, what do you think, sister? And Iana says, I'll be willing to travel with them. They've proven themselves brave and loyal to the church. And I have seen Master Cleft's work. I feel that Akoni and, of course, the Seven move through him. I feel he is her instrument. And that by aiding him, we may be contributing significantly to our efforts in general and towards the well-being of the goddesses. I give her a slow nod. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think she called you a tool. She gives you a wink back. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's very well. We will lend you Priestess Iana. She will captain your ship. And as a gesture of goodwill... We won't kill the witch. <laughs> as a gesture of goodwill, the church will pay her wage as captain. So that will be one expense you do not have to contend with. Many thanks. We're extremely grateful. Uh, but the th- Bambi's going to judge the room and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is, however, going to write down, for the war effort, need to get sword away, use trump card. And then hand that to Percy. Um, I don't have a lot of experience in putting together uh, shipping expeditions. What sort of price are we talking about to to stock and crew the ship? Iana gets a piece of paper, starts making a few marks, notching things up on her fingers. She says, you have to allow, perhaps at best, for the journey we were discussing as we travelled northward, four weeks travel, we should allow six because things go wrong, especially round the Royal. We need equipment and food for six weeks and then another six weeks return for the crew. And of course, the crew will require their salaries. Assuming we're paying something close to a regular wage, I make it approximately 5,000 coin. We should put on a charity gig. (laughs) (laughs) the only answer. Hundred feet behind you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wow! How did you do that? It's amazing. You're like, can we just do that, Tamalahi? <laughs> yeah, anyone could do that. It's easy. <laughs> um, yeah. So.